Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw the Spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands, he offered them the money to buy his power. Let me have his power too. Now, he just got baptized, but he still had to go through sanctification. He still had to get his heart changed. See, you cannot receive this gospel with your mind. Your mind will change and your feelings will lie to you. If you are being led by your feelings, your feelings will drop you off. You better get it in your heart. Let your heart roll with your feelings. Then get it in your throat. Let it speak out your mouth. You are listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by our outreach director, Kurt Whitson. Well, I want to thank God for Pastor, Pastor Cohen, Pastor Misty. Let's give them a hand clap. I thank God for them. Because without them, it wouldn't be Harvest Church. So I thank God for them. I thank God for my wife, Nicole, in the front. Yep. The best thing ever happened to her. I'm just, I'm just serious. Uh, how do you spell her? H U H. All right. So we've been talking about faith. <clears throat> Y'all have your seat, please. <clears throat> we've been talking about faith on Wednesday nights, and this thing is, uh, faith is, it, it's, it's, it's something. You know, uh, we have faith. Whether you believe it or not, we have faith in something. When you go out there and crank your car up and you, and you go down the road and you hit the brakes, you have faith that the car is going to stop every time you hit the brakes. That's faith. Whether you know it or not, that, that, that's faith. I mean, but it's somehow we don't never go to the manufacturer to see who put them brakes on probably on a Friday about 455. We just believe they're going to work. But yet, we try to debunk when it comes to God and how he created us. We, we, you know, you got a lot of theologians, skeptics. I, I, I don't believe Christ is real. I, you know, um, I went out with a family member, and I was praying. You know, I bless my food every time I eat, you know. And so I was praying, and when I finished, you know, I said, in Jesus' name, he's just sitting there looking at me. And... Uh, I don't know what to do. You're just sitting there looking at me when I say in Jesus' name. He said, well, man, I don't even, uh, I don't believe in that stuff. They didn't stop me from praying. So what am I saying, man? You better believe. Do not be ashamed of the God who created you. I don't care if you're around your coworkers, uh, uh, your family or whatever. But he just looked at me like, yeah, I just don't believe in that. But you know what? This is how I look at it. If you don't believe in Christ, somebody lying. We will see at the end. We're going to see if I'm right or you're right. We'll see. Least I know if something happened, I ain't got nothing to lose. I don't have nothing to lose to believe that this is real. But if you are wrong, we'll see. 50-50. I mean, so you, you don't have nothing to lose by believing uh, if, if God is real. I don't get in a debate about Christianity. I, I just don't. Because I believe I'm right. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Now, I can show you what God has done for me, but I tell you what, 
The God that you serve, has he, lived, have he healed you? The God that you serve, does stuff stop happening? So I don't care if you serve a pig God, a sun God, they're not going to heal. I mean, they can't heal you. I, I mean, I, I don't care. So I don't debate about that. But tonight, I hope you really get the picture of faith. So according to Webster, faith says it's a belief and trust in a loyalty to God, belief in the traditional doctors of a religion, firm belief in something for which there is no proof. That's what Webster says. But our Bible in Hebrews 11.1 1 said, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. <clears throat> Listen to this. Believers must have faith in God because without it, we can't please him. I'm going to say that again. Believers must have faith in God because without it, we cannot please him. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Now check this out. It says, anyone wants to come to him must believe that God exists. So if you come to him, first you got to believe that he exists. So what does the enemy do? He'll try to put all this stuff, well, because when I got saved, I didn't study all religions to see if this was true or not. Because sometimes you get thrown by that. Because, I mean, you can start reading all this information and you don't have no revelation and that's going to lead you to stagnation. Tweet that. All right? So, faith in God is essential because it's the foundation of our salvation. I'm going to say that again. Faith in God is essential because it is the foundation of our salvation. You must have faith to call yourself a Christian or a child of God. You got to have faith for that. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> I cannot sit up here and tell you that I don't have questions uh, in the Bible if something happened. I don't know everything. I know the author. I know who wrote it. I know him. You know, if you start questioning stuff like, well, did he really walk on water? I wasn't there. I believe it. I can't see this air I'm breathing, but it's there. I can't see it, but I, I, I know I'm breathing. So I just can't get on all this, these things to try to see if he's real or not. It's amazing we'll believe everything in the National Enquirer, everything that Siri say, everything that Google say, but when it comes to the Bible, I don't believe nothing they say. Uh, okay. How many people you know they said on, on social media they was dead when they wasn't even really dead? Somebody put it out there and you thought they were dead. George Burns, I mean, he lived for about 250 years old. Some of y'all might know George Burns. Okay. So Ephesians 2 and 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. All right. Can you put up the Big Bang Theory, please? So check this out. This is the Big Bang Theory. <clears throat> I'll just read it. Was it a, oh, that's it, that is. The Big Bang Theory developed in 1927 and is considered the most credible scientific explanation of how the universe is created. It suggests that through a process of expansion and explosion, hydrogen gas was created, which led to the formation of stars and their death. Big Bang Theory. Okay, can you put up evolution? 
Evolution is the change in the characteristics of a species over several generations or relies on the process of natural selection. The theory of evolution is based on the idea that all species are related and change over time. Let me tell you something. I'm not no monkey. I, did, I was not derived from no monkey. It, I, went, I didn't start off as a small monkey and went to a medium-sized monkey to an adult monkey. I don't believe that. Now, some people have faith in the Big Bang Theory, and some people have faith in evolution. But let's go with this right here. Go to 1 Corinthians 1, chapter, uh, verse 18. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. Check this out. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it's the very power of God, as the scriptures say. This is, this is the Bible. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligence. So what does, does that lead us? The philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters. God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Now check this out. Verse 21, it says, Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. That, let me tell you something. If you are trying to understand God with human wisdom, the Bible says you will never know him through human wisdom. Now, you have people who God created think they know more than God, and then they put stuff out and they have people to follow them of what they believe. Okay, so the world will never know him through human wisdom. Now go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says... <clears throat> Now, I'm about to debunk the Big Bang Theory, and I'm about to debunk evolution, because this is what I believe. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Didn't know expansion happened or it blew up. It says, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covers the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over, hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse 6, then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. <clears throat> Go to Genesis 1, starting with verse 14. It says, then God said, let light appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the season, days and years. Let these be lights. Let the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and a smaller one to govern the night. <clears throat> he also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Now, I, that right there debunks the Big Bang Theory, and it debunks evolution, because it said God created the heavens and earth. Now, it takes faith to believe that. It takes faith. So what is it? So check this out. Oftentimes when we talk about faith, we think about Smith Wigglesworth. We think about probably C.S. Lewis. We think about people that was like matriarchs, pillars of faith. We think that, oh man, these people, they were awesome. They, they just had great faith. We think that if, uh, if people was matriarchs or if they pastors or if they bishops or all that, they're the only ones that had this great faith. 
Sometimes we think that. We think that, that God has respect of a person. We think that, that, um, that it's only certain people can hear from God. We think that God has me over here and he esteemed people over there. Let me show you this in the Bible about the least like, likely people and show you how faith impacted them. Let's go to Jonah <clears throat> chapter 1. It says, <clears throat> the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked people are. But Jonah got up and went the opposite direction. How many times God has said something to us and we go the opposite direction? I'm guilty. Boy, when I tell you, when I was out there, when I was out there in that world, I would get prepared for sin on Monday. Because on Friday, I'm going to hang out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, I was preparing for sin. I was going to go out there and sin to the max. Oh, y'all too deep in here. Y'all ain't never. Okay. Yeah. I prepared for it. I mean, God, and I felt like God was protecting me then, but I was still wanting to do my thing. And then when I get into some mess, then I want to come to God. It's like when we get in crisis, now we want to come to Christ. Okay. Maybe y'all have been saved all your life. I haven't. I have not. Thank God for Jesus. <clears throat> but Jonah got up, went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Running from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarsh. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarsh. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Now listen, now I want you to get this. Verse 5 said, fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors, listen to this now, shouted to their gods. This is what the word said. The desperate sailors shouted out to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down after him and said, how can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Okay, now you just told me the verse before that you shouted to your God. Now you come down here and you're telling Jonah to pray to your God. Hmm, very interesting. So maybe he will pay attention to us. Now wait a minute. You mean to tell me you said you shouted to your gods, but now you want me to pray to my God saying that your God will pray attention to us. Why they didn't ask their God was that God not listening? Why did, you, why did you even make that statement like, pray to your God, Jonah, so he can listen to us? So it says, pay attention so spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord. Now, it's amazing how he ran and was running from God, but he said he still worshiped the Lord. See, sometimes you can't count people out. You think it might be the person that's always, think, you think they doing, you know, oh, they're just so holy than thou. I kind of run from them people. Like, you know, you got some people that, I don't want to, you know, you have some people, they always try to down you to make themselves look good. Or, or, or they feel like that they are holier than you. Or, or, or they feel a certain, like, you know, awe about themselves. Let me tell you something, man. The only person is in highest is Christ. It's no superstars in the kingdom. 
It's, it, none of us. It's only him. So it says, the sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do with you to stop the storm? So Jonah said, throw me into the sea, and it will become calm again. I know this is a terrible storm. It's my fault. Instead, the sailors rode even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Now, this blew my mind. Verse 14 said, this is the sailors. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Now, you told me that you shouted out to your God. Now, why in the world are you, now you're talking about Jonah God. Perhaps it was something inside of them that believed that Jonah's God can deliver me from this. Now, the text, I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't say all that, but perhaps there was something, an intuition inside. You ever been in a world and you said something told me that is something inside of you that is drawing you say, don't go there, stay away from that. And I'm telling you, this is the sailors who served another God who did said, Jonah, pray to your God, who now is praying to our God. He said, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sins, and don't hold us responsible for his death. <laughs> oh, Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Fifteen, then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him in the raging sea. Hey, y'all, who on your boat? Who is on your boat? Because there's some people that you hang around with that always causing drama. The reason why you going through it, because they got drama with them. I do not like drama. I'm, I run from it. Like, I mean, just drama all the time. It's, it's like, you better know who on your boat. That'll preach by itself. Verse 16, the sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. You're not going to tell me that our God is not the real deal. These people got in a storm. It didn't say that they're gods. And, and, and when, you, when they say gods, they probably had more than one. It's an S at the end. So all them gods still didn't bring them out. But it was our God. The one I'm talking about is our God. Even when stuff happens, he still was there. And it didn't say that these guys was going to church. Now, 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 now for y'all, if you're streaming online, I'm not saying you don't have to go to church. You need to come to church. What I'm telling you, I'm showing you the least likely people that you thought believed in God enough to say, I believe that he can save me from this. Go to Acts chapter 8. I'm just, I'm just talking about uh, just regular people that is putting their faith out there, and look what happened. I'm talking about faith tonight. So uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 4, it says, But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria, Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear this message and see miraculous signs as he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in the city. Now check this out. I know these are long uh, passages, but I like stories. Like it, it just brings it in to, to let you see what's happening. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years. 
amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one. It's talking about Simon, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he astounded them with magic. But check this out. But now the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Verse 13, then Simon himself believed. Hold on. You mean to tell me the witch that had other people believing what he was doing? Some had to come in here and say, you know what? I know what I've been doing. I've been who doing the people. I believe that. I'm talking about the God when the power of God can make the witch believe. <laughs> Man, you can't tell me that this dude ain't the, he, he's the truth. When he can make the witch believe, it says Simon himself believed and he was baptized. He began following uh, Philip wherever he went and he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. Drop down verse 18. No, go back to 17. 17. <clears throat> then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw the Spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands, he offered them the money to buy his power. Let me have his power too. Now, he just got baptized, but he still had to go through sanctification. He still had to get his heart changed. See, you cannot receive this gospel with your mind. Your mind will change and your feelings will lie to you. If you are being led by your feelings, your feelings will drop you off. Your feelings will tell you, let me tell you something. Your feelings will tell you somebody is your wife and they don't even like you. Your feelings will tell you you're supposed to do this, and that's not really true. You cannot follow your feelings. You better get it in your heart, let your heart roll with your feelings, then get it in your throat, let it speak out your mouth. I said throat. T-H-R-O-A-K. Throat. Don't nobody say throat. Yeah, all right. So uh, verse 20, it says, but Peter replied, May your money be destroyed with you for thinking that God's gift can be bought. Go down to verse 24. It says, pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you say won't happen to me. So even the witch put his faith, like, I believe what I see is happening. I, I, I see it's happening. And then, you know, his heart got kind of a little twisted, but he said, pray for me. A lot of us are in here because somebody prayed for us. I, I'm, I'm telling you, and somebody was praying for me. You know, that grandma that just be rocking at night, you know, you know how them, that, that grandma just be rocking, praying for Kurt. And I'm going to tell you, never downplay prayer. I mean, prayer never lose connection. Wi-Fi go out, but prayer, if you keep, him, if you keep prayer with him, you can't lose a connection. But prayer, ah, Let's go, let's go to, um, boy, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm getting a little overwhelmed because God is just, he never, he never leaves us. 
you got to have faith to believe that. Tell somebody who's been abandoned, who parents had gave them up, who, who left them, and then they feel abandoned, and then they get saved, and then they talk about a God who never leave them nor forsake them. Explain that. Because you think about it. A lot of us has been through some things where our natural father, and now we come into a place we don't even see this God, but he said he will be a father to the fatherless? You got to believe that by faith. I don't understand how God fed all them people with two loaves. I, I don't understand that. Now, let me tell you something. Now, I can take some bread and crumble it up. I don't know if it's going to be 5,000, but I make sure you, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. But I believe it. It takes faith to believe it. I believe when I pray, I believe what I receive. Now, but this is the thing. You know how me and Nicole talking about this the other day. You can stand and believe for everybody. You can see how God healed your body. You can see how God healed your migraines. You can see how God stopped you from drinking. But you can't get delivered from a Twinkie. <laughs> Y'all ain't never saw. I mean, you can, I mean, you knocking down mountains. But the calories, that's the struggle. I'm speaking for me. I'm talking to me. I mean, man, it's some stuff, boy, I, I believe God and I've seen him do it. But when it comes to try to lose this weight, that's why I done made up with my mind. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get rid of it because if you lose it, you can find it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to get rid of it. I ain't trying to lose it because you lose it, you can find it back. But it's amazing on how you can believe and you can see God having faith on certain things. But then I remember Paul said, man, I didn't pray prayed about this thing thrice. And it still is not working. He said, my grace is sufficient. So guess what? I don't care. I'm still not going to give up. I don't care what you're going through. Don't give up. Give out praise. Don't give up. I don't care if you got to keep starting on a Monday, because, you know, we always want to start on a diet on a Monday. We never want to start during the week. Like, we'll say we're going to eat right and be on Tuesday, and we say we just start Monday. You know, we can't never start on a Thursday. Then as soon as you make up your mind, you're going to eat right. Somebody at work brings stuff. People that never cook, cook for you. It's, it's, it's oh, man. <clears throat> Go to Luke, please. Luke, verse 23. Luke, tw I'm, I'm, excuse me, Luke 23. It says, one of the, this, this is the, the thieves on the cross. I'm, I'm talking about faith. It says, one of the criminals hanging beside him scope. So, you are the Messiah, are you proved by saving yourself and us too while you at it? But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, now this is one of the, the, the guys on the cross. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today you will be with me. He put his faith out. You talking about somebody that's then robbed some people for some Jordans. 
I'm just making that up. Y'all sitting there. Well, what shoes did y'all wear back then? Zips? Uh, kangaroos or whatever? Zippers? Converse. This guy was a thief. He was on the cross, but it was something in him that said, I'm going to put my faith out. He said, remember me. This is why, now this is my belief. This is why you got to be careful. You can know somebody that has been living wrong all their life and on their dying bed, they can ask God, forgive me for my sins and, 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 and heal me and get saved and go to heaven. You can't put people in that. I mean, just because, you know, because you're judging them because of you. Well, at least I ain't kill nobody. That don't make you good because you ain't kill nobody. Because it's all we all feel the right. Like, you cannot put people in hell. So stop telling them to go. Y'all get that. Hebrews 11. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtain a good testimony. Verse 3 said, by faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. What you are speaking is what you're going through or what you will be going through. It says the world was framed by our words. What you're speaking? What are you speaking? I'm going to tell you, I, I, really, I don't do good with negativity. Now, I, I used to be a negative person. But, man, I need, I, look, if I'm going through, I need somebody that's going to lift me up. I, I don't want to go talk to somebody, man, I'm going, man, I feel pretty bad. Well, I feel pretty bad, too. I think we both should jump. No! Somebody got to stand up and say, no. And I'm not talking about give your opinion, but speak the word. You know, people have spoke probably words, teachers over my kids. I don't believe that. I, I, you can say they might be this, they might be that, or whatever. Don't let nobody speak over your kid. I, under my breath, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because teachers spoke over me. They said I'd never make it. I was raised in the projects. Do, you, do some of y'all know what projects are? Um, okay. Housing authority. Uh, I just... Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm in the right. So I was, and, and so I was raising the projects, and I know even as a kid, I always felt I'm going to do better. And my mom worked, and she done it, and I always, I, all, I seen God in my life always elevate. Not elevate me, but the situation. Because see, guess what? You can be out of the projects, and your mindset still can be there. I'm saying we got to renew our mind so we can have faith. Faith come by hearing. And let me, t- look, I'm telling you, it is so easy to believe negative stuff. If you tell somebody, you know what? I believe you're going to make it. I believe in you. I, no, no, no. You tell them they ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, yeah, I am. You, you almost got to speak negative to them so they can do right. They feel like they got to prove something to you. If you're negative, you have nothing to lose by speaking positive over your life. Proverbs chapter 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. 
Mark 11 says, Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God, and I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Sometimes we are standing on a word that's against the will. I'm going to say that again. I know the Bible says, believe in your heart that you receive what you pray. But is what you praying aligning up with the word of God? I mean, is what you praying coming together? Because you can believe all day, boy, I can't wait to hit that pick five in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying it happens like that. But if you do, hit it. Never mind. Never mind. But yeah, I'm saying you have to really be mindful of that. You got to be really be mindful. What, what are you praying? What are you praying? Let me um, pull something else up. My iPad just went down like yours, Leon. It just, you, you know, I, I got to have faith that I can get it back up. I, I, I got to have it. Okay, so um, <clears throat> go to... Um, Go to Matthew 17, 14 through 20. It says, At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffered terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, You faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy, and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. After the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? This is what Jesus said. You don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to them, say to this mountain, move to here or there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. So <clears throat> I thought about that. Y'all always know I have props. So it says, 20, have faith as a mustard seed. Now, I can't take this mustard seed out because you can't even see it. But it's in this vial. You can't even see that. It's a small, I mean, this thing is small. And it says to have faith like that and you can move mountains. But check this out. Now, look. Now, this is not a seed, but for analogy purposes, it's a seed today. Now, I bought this thing. It's called a Santa Claus, uh, uh, a Santa Claus melon. I didn't know what this was. I just bought it because I said I'm going to make an analogy for a seed. Santa Claus melon. But imagine this being a seed. Now, in your mind, you think you can move a mountain if you had seed faith like this. But the word says you can move a mountain with faith like this. So what am I saying? God can take the smallest thing and make the greatest and big results. You don't have to have thinking you got to have this. He said have faith as a mustard seed. You can't even see it. So what am I saying? We all been given a measure of faith. You think you got to have big faith to move a mountain. He said According to the word, you got to have faith to believe. He said if you have a faith as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, so what are we moving? How are we moving our mountains? All we need is this. 
And how do you get this? You receive him. You grow into him. You walk this thing out. You don't give up. You renew your mind. You renew your heart. You keep speaking a word. When you fall, get back up. Keep believing. When you fall, get back up. Keep believing. I'm telling you, you might fall. Keep believing. Have faith in God. Now, y'all can give me a little bit of sound in the back. And I want you to, uh, I want to tell you who I'm going to talk about of have faith in. I'm going to explain a little bit about our God. But let me, let, let me give you this little text right quick, what Jimmy Evans said. Jimmy Evans' quote said, Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, even in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. I'm going to say it again. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. Y'all give God a praise up in here. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I want to tell you who our king is. He is the king of the Jews. He is the king of righteousness. He is the king of ages. He is the king of heaven. He's the king of glories. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's internally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's a miracle of age. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and a tribe. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens, he sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligence. He beautifies the meek. He's the key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. His office is manifold. His promises is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limited. He's a gracious sufficient. He's indescribable. He's irresistible. He's invincible. You can't get out of him of your mind. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't have him. And the grave couldn't hold him. That's our God. Yes, in him. That's our God. That's the one you have faith in. That's the one, our God. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvestastrial.com.